combat divas Stomp your left, right, left Combat divas Yo, welcome back to the Combat Divas Podcast This your girl TG And your girl Tanisha B And we are back, 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 back for another episode. I'm still laughing. You're going to say, Reeve. <laughs> you stupid. With the picky picky. It was all that on the M-Trains. Shoot. I think it needs to be hidden. Man. It do be hard, though. <laughs> like, if, you, if you're not expecting it, you and your car be like, boom. Yeah, like, that's oh, what, yeah. oh, we beating. That's what happened. That's what just happened. It came in hot. <laughs> I got Shout scared. Shout out to Mr. Ignit. Ignit at beatbox entertainment. <laughs> I think she just like saying ignit. It's the way it is the ignit. It's the IG ignit. Yeah, that's how he come on on his songs. Ignit, ig. That's all you hear in the background. Like, uh, okay, right. Good talk, tagline. Okay. When they come but, in, like DJ Kelly. Right. Yeah, same thing, you know? yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. Yo, welcome back, guys. Today is, uh, you hear all the energy? A, we're in the studio. Yes. B, Today, I did say A, yeah. B, today is our season finale for season two, guys. This We are wrapping up this season. We're going to get cracking on season three. Ooh, yeah. ooh, so we definitely ooh, appreciate ooh, you all ooh, hanging ooh. in there with us during the pandemic. Still going on. However, you know, 2020 was, you know, a little rough for everybody. So we had to adjust. But we are very, very, very happy to be back in the studio. <laughs> For sure. You, you can feel the hype. You, you can feel the hype. You can't feel like we geek, like kids and candy store. <laughs> Love that candy. Bad. Uh, thank you to everybody who's already purchased the book. We still have books for sale, guys. We actually just came from Barnes & Noble uh, signing books and uh, having them posted up. So uh, grab your copy today. Combat Divas Chronicles Survival Guide, A Booster Hills Journey from Trauma to Triumph. We have them on our website, combatdivaspodcast.net. Uh, go ahead and check us out, and uh, we look forward to hearing what you think. Leave a review. Leave, leave, leave a review. Please, please, please. And on today, well, you know, we've been bouncing this conversation back and forth for... At least over a month now. Yeah, at least over <laughs> a month. It started very randomly, as all podcasts do, but uh, we narrowed it down to just some th- Both of us are we're kind of raised by baby boomers. My grandma raised me. Yeah, my to- mom is a baby boomer. Yeah, so that baby boomer generation is—I don't know—they—they—they're not. St- yeah, they're stuck in their ways, kinda. You know, they—they they know what they know, they believe what they believe, and that's pretty much it. You're not gonna tell them no different. So that's that's who we who raised us, and it's funny reflecting because as we raise our children now, we're a little more transparent, and you know, we say more, and our our parents would never. No, they really wouldn't. And it's just so many things that we know now that, and we are more evolved. Plus, because we came up during the era when the internet just started mm-hmm. booming, it switched from like, you know, your dial up mm-hmm. to what we have to now with all this Wi Fi. So we, you know, able to absorb a whole lot more, you know, information than they did. But it's so many things that they didn't tell us growing up to where we had to kind of like stumble way, stumble our way. That's true. Through and find it out on our own. And one of the biggest things that a lot of baby boomers get squeamish about is when we talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Like, uh, man. <laughs> like, why wouldn't they tell us about, like, it, they get so 
uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you had to have had it. I'm here. Yeah. So, like, did you, like, it was, was it an accident? Yeah. It was accident. It, it had was accident. to be. <laughs> it was a It mistake. had to be. Because they parents, they came from the silent generation, and their parents didn't tell them about mm-hmm. sex. They just be like, don't you do it. Don't, don't, you, don't you be out there messing with these boys unless exactly. you're married. Do, do you know the birds and bees talk? Like, have you ever I, fully understood? Like, do you, could you recite that story if you had to? No. Because I don't have a clue what the birds... I know it's something about sex, but I don't know what the birds and the bees is even about. Like, I, I have never heard that story at all, like, told. No. Not even on a movie or nothing. Just and like, I hate that they the, call it the birds and the bees. Like, what the fuck is that yeah, about? they don't really What's make the birds? What's the bees? <laughs> Like, tell something me. about a stinger, and I, I don't know what it was with the bird, but I know the bee has a stinger, so the bee had to be the guy. I don't so, know. so they, so what's, what's the bee? <laughs> so the bee stings you, and like, ow, like what? I don't know. I, you know. So, I, well, what about the birds? How the birds? Okay, so the birds, they, the, so the bee stings, and then the bird lays an egg. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, honestly, oh, rabbit hole about this. Like, I, I, not, I would really be trying to figure out the correlation between the two. Yeah. But no, I don't remember the talk. I I never got the talk. When I was starting my menstrual or whatever, my grandma was pretty much like, you know you're going to have babies now. Keep your legs closed. And that was it. That was, that was the end of it. <laughs> so I had no idea where to go from there. It was just like, uh, I can have babies now. That's all I knew. Like, like I didn't get it. But that type that type of shit freaks you out because it's like, okay, keep your legs closed. So what if I'm I'm sitting on the I'm sitting on the toilet and then I got my legs open? Oh my god, I get pregnant from the toilet. Like what? Like come on, tell us more. Like yeah. you know, yeah. not you can have babies now because all I know is when I um, was coming coming of age or whatever, and I had my my period, I was about eleven or twelve, and my dad was cool. My mom freaked out. Like how's that? My dad was cool. It was uncomfortable for him. He's like, uh, just get get one of them goddamn uh, 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 one of them little things that your mama got and just put it just put it in your underwear. You cool? You ain't dying? I was like, yeah, because that's that's a nice smooth way to come into my womanhood with my dad with the oh aggressive sounding like goddamn DMX yeah, and shit. Yeah, was pretty aggressive. Like get give another day. Get get get, get, get goddamn uh, uh, uh. You like oh shit? Like I can't wait till mama get home. Right. I can't go to school like this. Like, I'm upset. Yeah. He don't know what to say. I locked myself in the bathroom. I didn't want to come out. Aww. It was bad because, one, she didn't, she explained sort of about the period thing. But she yeah. thought she had time. But I guess she yeah. forgot that I was growing. I'm, I'm like 12 years old. Like, how, how did you forget to have this conversation with me? What is going to look like when it first happens? Right. Like, what do you do from here? Right. Tell me what I need in the store before I need it. Like, hey, so when this happens, this is what you come to the store and get, blah, blah, blah. No. They get so uncomfortable when it comes to your kid growing up. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think you're absolutely right. Even when it comes to... I I don't know how I would have this conversation with my child. And this came up. Tanisha has a... How was Brendan? My, oh, my son is 12 now. So he's 12. His voice is... Deeper, you know, he got like, that Peter Brady thing happening. It's like super, <laughs> super deep. And he came in the room one day. And he was like, "Hey, ma," I was like, "Oh, Jet, is he masturbating in socks yet?" Because oh this, my god, this little homie is growing up. And she was like, "Oh, really?" Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to know. Like I, because I just know, like so. <laughs> So, no, I haven't found any sticky, icky socks. Uh, he thank, masturbated somewhere. Thank God. His voice that deep. No, he I, you know what? I, <laughs> he, you know what? He does spend a lot of time in the bathroom. 
He does. He does. But I would like to. Th- I would like to think that. I mean, well, I don't know, because you know, he these kids fuck around with YouTube and shit. Yeah. I, I put as many restrictions on there as possible, but he still finds still a way. Yeah. But I mean, with my son being twelve years old and him having autism, I'm not even thinking in that realm, and I don't. I don't believe that he's thinking about sex and what sex is. He is. I just know. <laughs> I just know <laughs> that he likes to still walk around in his his little underwear with a boner, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> go put some pants on. And he's like, put some pants on. I'm like, put oh, some well. fucking. Pa-. I'm like, oh my. Can you not stand so close to my face? <laughs> he's tall now. My son is so tall. He's he's just about. He's like a few centimeters. <laughs> Under me, I still got a little bit of height on him, and I'm sitting on the couch, <laughs> and he comes, <laughs> and it's so uncomfortable for me. And I'm like, "Put some guy! Oh my god, step back, please oh step back!" It's whatever. I mean, yeah, no, his dick is not in my face, <laughs> but it's like it's close to my head. It's you know what? I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying, and that, and that's why we get uncomfortable talking yeah. about the shit because it's like, oh my god, because he doesn't understand. So I, I. Haven't found a good way to explain that to him per yeah. se, because he doesn't get other things. But he may still get the feelings if he got a. He heart might, on. but I mean, but you know what? Every, but you know what? What I did do because I have a boy. When I <laughs> looked up and researched boners and young boys, mm-hmm. it doesn't always mean that it's sexual. Like, kids get excited, boys get hard on when they're playing their favorite game and they're getting excited, and it goes, the blood goes elsewhere. When they're playing with their favorite toys or they're getting the chance to go someplace they're really excited about, mm-hmm. that that happens. So it's not always sexual, sex-related. So I did look that up. I had to, because I was like, oh my God, is he thinking about sex? I freaked out. Yeah. He but still could be. Actually. I can't be my parents. Yeah, you're going to have to talk to him. You can't be what we just talked about, then you're trying to figure out... I'm, he got to be jacking off. This is the only oh way. Oh, my God. As tall as he is, as deep as his voice oh my is, God. it happens. It's what, okay. height, what height has to do with it? This is my baby. It's, no, he he, 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 he coming of age. He is coming of age. <laughs> Look, I don't like how you put emphasis on coming. He's coming of age. <gasps> like, no, but you know what? My parent, my mom, she did not talk to me about sex. And I wonder, is it just a baby boomer thing? Like, does Gen X, did they have a problem? Like, you know, talking to, do they have a problem now talking to their kids about sex? Even now, like millennials, we have, you know, friends that have children who are mm-hmm. in their mid-teens, like 16, 17, 18 years old. And what was the talk that they had with them? I would like to believe that it was way more open it, it, than it was with our parents because they just tell them don't have sex before marriage, but you don't tell them what happens if they do have sex before marriage. What What's it about when the guy, you know, lays down with the woman and he put his parts wherever, mm-hmm. like what could happen? Yeah. And I, I do know a few friends with teens and they said that they went into the talk, like like uh, correct anatomy terms and stuff like that so they can understand. And I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. helpful. Even when I when we when I talk to my kid, I don't tell her this show. This your poo poo. This your powder box. This your all these nicknames. Like, no. hey, this is what this is. Uh, you know, in anatomy, so you know what, what it's called. So you not talk to the police. Like, I mean, it was my powder box, and they don't know <laughs> what's going on. Like, I need her to be able to fully explain what's going, what's functioning in her body, and, right. and what's going on with it, in order to 
so I can get a good understanding, not her being so ashamed that she don't want to talk to me about it at all. And I think we we have come to be ashamed of, you know, all those parts and, you know, ashamed of our bodies and ashamed of ourselves in such a way that we don't even want to talk about it at all. It's just like, no, it's just my private stuff. But, you know, we have to be able to explain our private stuff to our offspring because, if not, they they making a wreck. That's how I think a lot of babies was born just really by mistake, yeah. uh, just just because they didn't know anybody. They didn't they didn't really know what babies came from, yep. or that they could even get pregnant, or any of this. They so, laid down, it hurt, and now my stomach is growing. I don't know what's going on. And, and then it's like you're pregnant. Back in the day, they send you down south to visit your auntie, and next thing you know, you yeah. got a little baby brother or a sister. Right. And that's or, how they, or they did had back shotgun in the day. weddings back in the day where yeah. you end up if married was, to somebody for a long time. Right. If you uh, was old enough, though. That's like if you yeah. was not shotgun, like if you like 17, 18 years old, but mm-hmm. like if you messed around with somebody or somebody touched you about 14, 15 years old, you're going down south to visit yeah. somebody for the summer or whatever. That's true. And now you got a baby brother or sister. That's true. So I think that conversation needs to be had. But even as far as masturbation go now, I just oh messed with God. Tanisha. About her son, but oh. we don't talk to our daughters about masturbation. We don't. We don't tell them, and if we did, we would create. Now we talk to boys about it. It's like he go to Vaseline. I mean, or because <laughs> somebody I saw said that they they put. Uh, <laughs> oh my! They God. had to buy the little uh, what you call it a uh, sensual uh, sensual oil, pretty much uh-huh. for their son because they could not ever they couldn't ever find a Vaseline or the lotion. He always had it tucked like on the side of his bed or something. So oh finally, God. the father was like, "Son, use this, man, because we can't never find Vaseline. We walk around ashy because you're gonna masturbate all morning. So look, here, here is the, oh here is God. your essential oils." And he said, "That was my conversation. That was it. It was the it. essential oil. Oh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> be be more kind to your penis. Here's some essential like oil. Dual like sensation or something. It said like strawberry scented. Oh my <laughs> like, God. No. I was like, well, I mean, if you're gonna have to talk, that's one way to do it, I suppose. Because you know what's happening, you just, you know, but we're not like, But how it. do you all explain that to your kid about masturbation? Like, or know. even like just even to your girls, like how do you talk to them? Don't do it about learning how to pleasure yourself, so you even know what to even look for when I it's think- when that time comes to lay down with a boy. I wish my mom would have talked to me. About masturbation. Otherwise, I wouldn't have, you know, ex- had to explore in the way that she, I explored. They might not have masturbated. You know, baby boomers was... was little, maybe they masturbated, but it was like personal. It was like something they don't See, talk about. See, that's the thing. Like, they, they it's so fucking personal <laughs> that they don't tell us about it. I would be awkward. Don't come to me talking to me. All right, baby. Now, it's time to pleasure yourself. Like, wait, what? <laughs> stop, stop talking. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like just just tell me about it rather than just make it seem like you didn't do none of those things. Like my mom, she swore up and down she didn't do none of those things. I was like, Mom, well, what about um, giving somebody head? Giving what's what's a giving the head? I was like, <laughs> what's call a it a, a, a blowjob? A blowjob? Now we don't do those things. I'm like, so seriously. <laughs> oh. I'm like, I know how my like I heard I heard my dad's mouth or whatever when I was growing up. Yeah, and I'm like. So you ain't suck his dick. <laughs> so like not at all. We See, don't I, do. We don't talk about those type of things. Like, like, well, tell me, tell me. You know, I you know cannot. what to do when you like, like what to look out for. You just because learn you as you go. Blind. But somebody has to know something, and you just learn as you go. Like you hope the person you end up with will be a little more experienced than you, especially as girls. But um, 
sometimes both of you are coming in inexperienced and it's just like a bad situation. I don't know too many people whose first time was just like awesome anyway. A lot of people first time no. was just like it was a it was shit awkward. show. So I mean, that's just it's just a growing pain. You figure it out as you go. Now as far as pleasuring yourself, I honestly didn't even know what that was until I was much older. Like I was over 18 when I figured out that oh, I could oh, I can try to figure this out. But before that, I didn't even really understand it. No, that's crazy I, to me. I think I, I probably discovered it like in my, in my early twenties as far as masturbation. Yeah. But as far as like fellatio or whatever, I discovered that. <laughs> okay. At a much younger age, and talk about disastrous moments. Oh wow! Like my my <laughs> my first encounter with me actually giving was very awkward, very clumsy, and my first time receiving it was also awkward and clumsy. I will not ever get into details. You would have to get me liquored up to tell you exactly (laughs) what those stories were when it came down to me giving and receiving. Oh, my God. So that'll be like a a kickback between close friends because that shit is fucking wild. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we gotta talk about that offline. I, I, mean, I, I probably would feel awkward if my mom be like, so when you have the penis and you put it near your mouth, like, <laughs> don't talk to me like that. I don't even want to think about it. Like, please don't. Right. It's, I'm, it's awkward, but when it came down to my mom discovering when my first time actually happened, mm-hmm. that was really awkward. The I was in the doctor's office. I had to be about 17 at the time. And it was talking about uh, birth control. So the doctor asked me, I think, you know what? I take that back. I think it was 16 and then I was 17 when I had got birth control or whatever. Mm-hmm. So at 16, the doctor asked me questions like, oh, your period, blah, blah, blah. And they asked me, oh, so uh, <laughs> are you sexually active? And I was like, huh, excuse me? <laughs> she was like, are you sexually active? I was like, uh, she was like, would you like for your mom to, you know, to step out of the room so we could talk? I mean, you already didn't ask me the fucking right, question. Right, right. I'm already hesitating. So now when you <laughs> ask you my mom to bus. leave the fucking room, so now it's going to be questions after this. Right. So she left the room. She asked the questions, and I told her my answers or whatever. Yeah. So then she's like, when I come out the room, she's like, uh, so what the doctor asked you? <laughs> I'm like, it's confidential. It's confidential. I don't have to tell. So she's like, what did she say? What did she ask? I was like, oh, she asked me, you know, is my periods regular? Um, am I sexually active? Um, you know, am I using the proper uh, feminine napkins? Blah, blah. She was like, so what you say? I was like, well, I told her the napkins or whatever, the, the feminine uh-huh. stuff that I use. She was like, no, what did you say <laughs> right. about being sexually active? I told her, I, I told her no. So mm-hmm. she was like, you know, you could tell me. That's how they bait you. Your fucking parents. You, you could tell, tell me anything. anything. Yep. I won't get mad. I won't get upset. I was like, all right, fine. So I told her, yeah. She was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, you said you wouldn't get mad. No, I, you know, I'm, I'm listening. Right Go ahead. She was like, so you told her that you were. I was like, yeah. So how many times? I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> you, you about to be I'm in like, the world. Oh, my God. I was like, I'm like, so I'm going over it in my mind. I was like, so if I tell her I don't know yeah. how many, like, then she's going to be like, that many times? Because I stopped counting. I was very active. Wow. With just one boy. Let me put that out there. Just one boy. Okay. I'm 
Jeff? My boyfriend at the time. <laughs> I lost count, but I just told her one time. Okay. And that was enough. After then, all my weekends were busy. Mm-hmm. There was no all going to the movies with my boyfriend, going hanging out at the mall. He'll call, oh, she busy this weekend. She got something to do. Now, I wasn't on punishment. I'm like, I thought she said I wasn't on punishment. You're not on punishment. You just got stuff to do around the house. You just got other places to go. Mm-hmm. You, I was like, see, that's that Because she don't want you to be laying up every weekend. I understand. I do the same thing about Every your weekend. I mean, I- shit. I just did school and <laughs> fucked after class. What the hell? Shit. Wow. Okay. I'm just saying. So you just laid up anyway. So yeah, I would do the same thing to my child, though. You know, when, when she gets older, you know, I, I want to be able to maturely have the talk with her. And um, when the time comes, maturely talk to her about other things. Um, and, and have an open communication and a dialogue because I feel like the more information you're equipped with, the less likely you are. It's not impossible. They still make mistakes. The less likely you are to make a, a mistake, though, because you're fully yes. aware of how this happens, what, what the repercussions are, you know, you know, where this could lead. And I think if more people had that information and was armed with that information when they were younger, not all, we still going to make mistakes, but yeah. a lot of things can be, you know, kind of combated with, with information. Yes. And I think that's what we were lacking uh, coming up, even as far as information goes. One of the other things that our parents really didn't touch on, um, because they didn't know, um, and what they did know, they tried their best, was about finances in general, you know, yes. uh, credit. Um, how to go about uh, financing things, how to go about building your credit, how to go about the stock market, how to invest, what to invest in, what it looks like, you know. And I, and I know those things, things were know. so, yeah, those things were so, they were just happy to be making it, especially African-Americans, you know. Yeah. Uh, they was happy to even have a house. You know, we didn't even, we didn't even talk about interest rates and none of the other stuff. They was happy to, to have ownership yeah. um, at that time when I was growing up. So I think the conversation was, you know, try to own some if you can, but it's, I know a lot of old people right now that's still renting. That's been renting for thirty since I was a baby. They've been renting the same yeah. apartment since I was a child, and because and they never knew, house. yeah, but they <laughs> never understood credit. They never understood how to buy. They never understood. Oh, I can save money if I buy this way. They never understood the you know because the real estate business, as we talked about before on the show, is so so big. You know, they could have. Some of these buildings, they didn't rent for so long. They could have bought the building by now, and they that building paying rent somewhere else. Yeah. You know, you never know. So I just think they just, with, they just didn't know. But with, like, your grandparents and then, like, my parents uh, growing up, coming from the, you know, that era that they did come up in, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of stuff that, a lot of information that was withheld from such minority groups. That's true. Also, in certain areas, like all you could do was rent because they didn't want you to own. And it depends on the That's area true. that you were in. That's true. You know, you try to buy a home and you up against um, a lot of people that won't loan to you. Or if they do loan to you, they loan it to you at, at such a high interest rate. We, mm-hmm. not too many of our parents growing up were able to obtain those high high paying jobs so when they did get a chance to work for the city or they did get a chance to work for the government it's mm-hmm. oh you got you a good job good government job mm-hmm. good job like that's what i hear now like you got you a you got you a good job but then now as being a millennial and you have such uh you know your sights are bigger your ambitions are bigger your goals are higher and it's like no this is just this is just a job that I need to grow from and then move around. But they talk to you 
and they want you to kind of like, no, you don't leave a job like that. Right. You retire from this. And everything was all about stability, but the millennials is all about shaking shit up. Mm-hmm. So I just wish, I'm like, I'm into shaking shit up now, but I just wish that they knew more to motivate me more at a much earlier age yeah. and obtain knowledge that we know now as far as, far as like, because I didn't know about you know, building my credit until like my, almost my mid twenties. And that yeah. was through trial yeah. and error. Exactly. Like, I, oh, I so if I don't pay this on time, oh, I see mm-hmm. that it dings this. Mm-hmm. Or if I don't do this, oh, it dings that. Or mm-hmm. if I don't, you know, all these different things, like even learning about stocks and bonds and shares. Mm-hmm. I, it's just stuff that we didn't know. So it's like our job as the millennials and those coming after us to try to instill that and our children now to better equip them because I feel like a lot of times I came out in the world unarmed. Yeah, and I I, I do think that's the case. And as far as just investment goes, I, investments have changed so much over the years. Where, I mean, now we could just pick up our phone, right, and buy some some, some what is it, Do- Dogecoin? We can buy some Do- Dogecoin, right? Doggy coin. Yeah, we, I, I can I can pick up my phone and get a thousand shares right now. But back in the day, it was it wouldn't just pick up a phone and invest. You had to. I, the old school investment, you had to call somebody, the stock market had to be open, all the phones they had to ring, you know, the clock is, you know, it it was a big trading fiasco back then. But yeah. I mean, now it's just at our fingertips, like, oh, it's an AMC, is you know, and you could just do it on your own versus yeah. them trying to figure out back, back then, it was much, much different. They had to go through a bank, through a banker, figure all that out. And black people have a hard time trusting people with money. So you telling them to trust some trust some numbers on the screen? They like what? <laughs> Where my money at? <laughs> exactly. You telling me that everything on the screen that's my money? Nah, I can't trust that. Going to cash me out. And they <laughs> go, can't touch it. Cash me right. Out. <laughs> and my, it's like it's not real unless I'm able to touch it. They gonna put it under a mattress, baby. Uh, in in a safe uh, somewhere. Look, you still got people now yeah. that don't trust <laughs> taking payments over the phone. Yeah. Like I work in a call center. And they're like, oh, no, I don't. I was like, you can make a payment with your debit or credit. Oh, no, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. I know where, several where's people the, like what's that. The, what's the address? What's the address? <laughs> they, I'm going to go ahead and send my money order. A money order, y'all. They got to be able to to touch it. And that's yeah. the old school way. Yeah. I'm like, mom, you can pay your bills online. No, I don't trust that. I go ahead and put the money in the mail yeah. and send them a money order. I go ahead and pay it at the uh, at the bank or at the currency. I'm like, come yeah. on. Me, I'm paying all my goddamn... I was so annoyed when I was renting from this new company a long time ago, and they they didn't have it set up to where I could pay my rent through through the uh, online portal. I was like, uh, so I got I to gotta go, and I got to go get an envelope. I got to get a stamp. Right. I got to get a money order, right. fill that shit out, and put it in a box. That's I'm a like, y'all doing too fucking much. That's a lot of work for us. I mean, I I don't remember the last time I had a, like a checkbook. I I haven't had a checkbook since I was a teen. I, when I was a teenager, I had a checkbook. That's probably mm-hmm. the last time I've really had one because everything is now just at my fingertips. And I again, this is the other thing about baby boom trying to teach them how to use this stuff for. They be oh, aggravated in a little my bit. God. My girl be so frustrated. Now, who you say? Get the PayPal Quick Pay Cash app. Uh, 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 pick quick uh thing. Like grandma, it's one app. It's just all you gotta do. Log to your bank, and then you can sell it. 
I don't know nothing about no Zillas. Now, what she say? Hold on, girl. I'm like, God. Okay, well, I, I'm on my way because clearly. Yeah, you just better mess around and send your, you all your to money say, to a whole right. other entity. You just yeah. trying to send $25 down south. Like, I can't. <laughs> this is easy. Uh-uh. <laughs> you don't have to do all My mom, she was like, well, I got to go to the bank so I can give you the money. I was like, we have the same bank. Uh, right. I was like, why don't you just sell it? Well, no, nah, because then I don't. No, nah, because I don't have the email. But don't you need an email? <laughs> well, how do you set up the app? They just. I'm like, if they I tell you this out so many times, <laughs> like even with like electronic codes, like as far as like the um, the security system I got at home, and I could tell that number to her so many times, and she was like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna have to write it down and tattoo <laughs> it to my arm," and I'm like. Just remember oh, the code. Well, why don't you write it down and put it next? I'm like, that's not security. Yeah. If I write it down and put it next to the panel. Yeah. That's why I try to stay up on things because I'm telling you, the way society is going so quick, I still don't, I'm still not up on everything. I I still, technology still baffles me sometimes. Like my husband like made the house smart. So <laughs> I get locked out of my house more often than not because I can't figure out how to use some of the locks and you know, how to use some of the lights. I, I figure it out, but after a while, it take me a while. That's we one thing our to. kids do got though. They don't have to know how to spell to use YouTube. They don't know how. They don't have to know how to uh, uh, really work a program. Like I had this coding app for my daughter, and she figured it out so quick. And I'm still like, okay, two, two, one, zero. Wait, wait a minute. How you do it that quick? So they they are like quick on the draw. Yeah. Uh, they're intuitive, I guess, to say that. Most of yeah. the apps and games and things like that do spear them in that direction to be intuitive. So hopefully, you know, they won't have their problems and they can teach us and we'll be open enough to learn that information because these kids smart as hell. I'll be like, God, you smart. My mom had to call me because she said that Brent, my my son was messing with the TV and he won't show her how to take the TV (laughs) off the channel. She was like, he did something to the TV to where now I can't even turn the TV to the channel that I'm looking at. He turned the channel and he's just sitting there watching how you, how you change the channel thing on the thing. I was like, the channel thing on the thing. I was like, I had to talk to my son and be like, would you change the channel for your grandma? And and it was something that he, he is literally something that he did to the TV. He went to settings and did something with super the TV. Mm-hmm. Something super simple. And he won't show her how. She was trying to watch Netflix on a Aww. smart TV. And he wouldn't turn the Netflix on for her. And he just kept sitting there looking at her. Aww. Now he knows. He knows how to mess with all these apps. He knows. Like he set up his laptop to his smart TV. Like nice. And then also put set up a um like the extra keyboard and now he's over here changing the channel and turning shit off with his TV. I was like, See, let me grab the smart. remote. Like let me you... grab the remote control. Let me get the thing. He was like, no, he just did some shit on his on his uh the uh um, the no the keyboard uh-huh. and turned the damn TV off. I was nice. like, all right, whatever. Good night. Yeah, they smart smart. Like you had to keep up with these kids. But I can appreciate that because I think we'll be able to allow them because even entrepreneurship is 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 big in the millennial era really entrepreneurship is big in general but especially in our era but that comes from that whole stability factor find a job like i they did they always tell you to reach for your dreams live your dreams reach for your dreams but that's only if you dream to be a doctor a lawyer the president yep. you know stuff like that All then the they stable. really with you <laughs> to go and get your <laughs> dreams but if you say something like i just want to paint pictures i want to be an artist 
Ain't no money in that. What you, what you want to go to school for art I for? I am poet. not paying for you to go to school. Go be a nurse or a doctor or somebody. Now, they always got money. A lawyer. They always going to have a job. Yep. It's like, but I'm not going to be happy doing that. I'm, I I want to be an artist. Nah, you want to be like, able to it, eat, it, don't you? Right. You can't eat art. <laughs> like, I'd be like, man, like, where's so the motivation? So people who, like, were really into arts and... And I have a theory on this anyway, but people who are really into arts and really into music and singing that could not always follow through with their dreams, my personal opinion on that is that's why it's so many crackheads. My neighborhood <laughs> crackhead can sing so good. I mean, this probably out there, doo doo doo, but you ever notice a lot of crackheads can sing good. And I think it's because they had to repress their talents for so long that they just started doing crack. It was, it was painful. It, oh. Yeah. That's my theory on crackheads. She <laughs> <I was, laughs> <laughs> got me over here talking to I was like, well, uh, t- uh, if you if you live in a yeah. neighborhood where there are crackheads available, I want you to walk past one of them and ask them to sing or something. Or dance. Or even draw draw a picture. Give them something to draw a picture with. I bet you a lot of them crackheads are just super creative. A lot of creative mind, you need space to grow. You need you need that uh, outlet. You know, if you're a creative and you try to repress a creative to like just basic science and basic math and basic do this, do that, robotic stuff, creatives like lose control. They can't handle it. Like, ah, oh, nine think- to five, I'm in a cubicle. Ah, like they'll lose control. You have to be able to be creative and, and be free. And I think that's one thing that uh, that generation, uh- and, and I love them dearly, <laughs> that generation made us who we are. But it's a lot. Of, a lot of times, they didn't understand that whole. We want to be free. We want to. They didn't understand the happiness over making money and stability type of thing. Because a lot of times, if you happy, the money will come. If you're doing a true. good job with it, and you happy with it, you you will figure out the financial aspect of it. But you know, yeah. you, you have you, to be able to allow that to happen, and, exactly. and a lot of that allowing. And if you can't happen. figure it out, it turns into something that you like to do, that you get excited to do. You. You yourself would transition it over to like a really good hobby. Yeah. You yourself, but you don't want no one to tell you and keep pushing on you to say, that's a hobby. That's a hobby because a lot of times that does come from the older generation. Don't be fucking around with that little hobby. That's a hobby. <laughs> like if you want to sing, oh, you you know how what's the what's the what's the percentage on people that actually make it to the big business and yeah. da, 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 da. And it's like but I may be part of that percentage. Let me determine yeah. it. Let me grind yeah. to see. And I just need you to have my back. But you have a lot of them will drop the ball and they be ready to kick you out when you turn a certain age and don't want to have your back yeah. to where you could pursue your dreams. Like, what if I want to, at age 17, and pursue a singing career and then I realize, okay, damn, at 25, maybe I feel defeated and working out for me. But you'd be like... Well, you did. You gave it all you could for these last several years, and I had your back. So now you're looking for other avenues to make your money. But yeah. let me determine that. Let me live my life, and you not tell me what my life is supposed to be, or try to live my life for me through you know because of the mistakes that you made. You know, for the crackheads coming. Be- <laughs> but some of those. But you know what? I t- like now some of those theories, like for like the crackheads. I think that some their peers. For real, for real. Like, hear me out. Like, some of their peers saw what type of remarkable talent that they had Mm -hmm. and were jealous and laced them up. It's been so many stories that I've been told from people that was either a basketball star, um, a person that uh, could dance really well, or a person that had 
incredible singing talent to where they were at a party and somebody gave them something and they had been messed up from that point on. Mm. So sometimes it could be jealousy. They were like, oh, this motherfucker think they all of that. (laughs) (laughs) They think they all of that. They think they better. They think they this. I had somebody even tell me that when I came back from uh my first deployment oh she thinks she yeah, she thinks she all because she in the army because she making she making money so she too good for us i yeah, was like I no that. you think that i'm too good for you i don't think that yeah that's make different choices and people like to project their losses on you yeah. i just but as far as just test the crackhead theory I, <laughs> I i'm saying that works i know a crackhead today his name freddie b and that mug is i mean he's so talented i'm always in all like man the crackhead didn't have you Oh, I mean, you could be on Broadway. What'd he say? Did he you could, talk to him? He could be. Yeah, he he agreed. He like, I know. I got all the... Crack, I seen a... You ever seen a crackhead do magic? I mean, it's magicians <laughs> that's crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> These crackheads out yeah, here Yeah, I crap. seen them do magic. Yeah, yeah. motherfucker bust my goddamn car windows. <laughs> nah, and now my fucking re- iPod disappear. I was talking yeah. about real magic. Nah, nigga, that was magic. Made my shit disappear. I ain't never seen that motherfucker since. <laughs> yeah, that's real magic. Voila. Abra fucking cadabra, you need a new window. Yeah, I seen that shit. But go ahead. I just saying, man, give the crackheads a chance. Most of these crackheads are harmless, man. Some of them are vicious. You know, but they only steal the metal siding off your house. Yeah, go ahead. (sighs) They don't crack. But uh (laughs) I said that to say I heard so many times, keep a good job. Or don't move jobs. Like, if you work at this place and, and you making money, stay at that job until you the end, until you retire. And then if you go, I know people to this day, and I, I am glad. If you go to, you know, some your parent or whatever and be like, hey, you know, I'm going to start this new career. A new career? You already settled in your career. Why would you mm-hmm. start a new career? Or, if, you know, if you was a teacher and now all of a sudden you want to do something else. You want to you wanna leave your teaching job to go do something else? You got a good job. But they was always taught, our generation, our parents, was always taught stability. Yeah. And yeah. not taking, and it's not too many of them. It's, it's a good handful that had, you know, came out on their own and took chances. And those are the ones who are, you know, extremely successful. You have, like, you know, the actors, entertainers, people that decided to go a different way and build their business and always had ambitions to be a businessman or female. Right. But for the most part, it was all, our generation, our parents' generation was all about stability. It was. But they led with love. And that, that is something that we could take from that generation and apply it today. My, I, they knew how to... Show us love. Well, yeah. my I, I could say my parents did. They they hugged me a lot. My my grandparents. I got a lot of hugs. I got a lot of love. I got a lot of embrace. You know they I, they showed love a lot. I, I seen her sacrifice when you know if I wanted something or if I needed something or school fees was due and so she paid my school fees instead of doing something else for herself. Like and that's that's out of love that type of sacrifice. You know so I they did lead with love. For they us did. to be able to have some. So I do um, appreciate that part. Because what's from the heart reaches the heart. And we don't know when we small, when we younger growing up. Like we just, we just doing our own thing. But the older we get, the more we understand. And the more I do appreciate, you know, those small sacrifices that yeah. help me to be able to be creative and be free and be like, fuck this job. Like, yeah. yeah I, I, because they, that's my main sentence. Man, fuck that job. <laughs> they didn't always, that was for generation. They didn't always say, I love you. But they show yeah. that they love you. And yeah. the way they show that they love you is that you had 
um, you know, clothes on your back, food on the table, and mm-hmm. a roof over your head. I heard that so those three main components: <laughs> clothes, you got on, your clothes back. on your back, food, food on, on the table, with a roof over your head. That's all you need. And it's like that's all you need. But it's like, nah, I, you know, I could, I could, you know, need a little bit more. You know, give me a little bit. <laughs> all the know. rest is wants. That's you what know. they say. Like you don't need that. You want it. Nah, I, you know, hugs. Hugs are good, you know? <laughs> you got time to be I, hugging you. I love you. It's like the Bobby Walmack song. Uh, you think you're lonely now, wait until tonight. I can't be with you all the time, you know? I mean, <laughs> that's where they came from. I, mean, I had to generation. get a lot of it. I had to get a lot of the nurturing and loving and stuff from my mom because uh, my my dad was, you know, a uh, victim of uh, substance abuse. So I got mm-hmm. all the, the, the heavy... DMX voices with the hey, go on, you know everything <laughs> was always yelling all just time. yelling all the goddamn all the time. <laughs> he was always aggravated. <laughs> but I guess when you know when you coming down off a high and you trying to get your next high, you you aggravated. It is so if annoying. I'm asking you for some juice, go on in and get the goddamn juice. Yeah, I I'm get like, it. Oh, you know? okay, I I'll just it. get the goddamn juice then. Yeah, he watch your goddamn mouth. You like, all right, well, shit. Like, what you want to do? Damn, what like, you do both? Know, it's like shit, you get know? the juice, <laughs> shut your mouth, and get out of his face. That's that's what he wants you to do. Sweating all the goddamn time order. and shit. But no, I mean, you know, sweat dogs. He's sweating a lot. He's sweating a lot. You know, just. I mean, you gotta you gotta pull from it what you can. And you know, I, it makes you the person that you are today. Make I you bet stronger. he was. I bet he was creative. And I, you know what? My dad was smart. See, as I'm, hell. Talking about, see I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing. Okay, I'm playing it to. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing it to her theory. But no, he he actually was. You know, he was very strategic. You know, worked off of somebody else's social security number with all that shit. But no, I mean, <laughs> he was very creative. He was a creative. Yeah, he was a creative. But no, he he was really good with mechanics. Like, he mm. can look and he can listen to, like, the sound of your car and already know what's wrong with it. The way it drives, the way it sounds, like, everything. Like, he yeah. just, you know, he was very good with, like, his hands and doing things or whatever with his hands. He can build things. He can, you know, build a house. Yeah. He can rebuild a car. That's like, all it. these things he was creative. But, like, none of those big things, you know, he never bared any fruit from that right. labor because... He had other things that was hindering him. Yeah, I totally understand it, and I don't want to. I don't want to sound like it's unique to the black community because it's not. I mean, I hear all the time like the like middle the Middle Eastern like Asian type of community, you know, Chinese parents, Japanese parents, stuff like that. They say the same thing to their kids. You know, yeah, you, you're gonna be an engineer, a doctor, you know, a scientist of some sort, Lawyer. or that's it. African uh, culture, same thing. You know. Um, Lovey and uh, what's that, Yvonne uh, Orgy, whatever her name yeah. is. She they talk about it all the time. How their parents, like when they went to into to, into entertainment, it was like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> that is not a, a you are you are either an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, or your failure. There, there's no in between. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you gonna you tell have no other job? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you gonna tell some jokes? Yeah, so it's That's not, not unique a job. to African Americans. I mean, a lot of other cultures are very demanding on their offspring as far as you know what they can do with their lives and, yeah. and that's that and it stifles creativity yeah it, it does but that's but then, when it goes to they all about that generation is all about stability being stable yeah, making yeah. money and having something to give to the next generation but they have they don't get a chance to think so far out of the box to know that there's other ways to not only make money but also feel fulfilled 
They think that's just some type of like imagination to feel fulfilled, <laughs> for me to love life and to want to get up and do things and, uh, and, and make a living, but also love what I do. They like don't what those don't go, shit. those don't go hand in hand to them either. You go be miserable providing for your goddamn family. You find your happiness <laughs> there, bringing home a check, you better put figure food that on the table, clothes on their back, and shoes on their feet. And That's you- happiness. But it's like, man, I hate my job. I want to jump off a building. Like, God, like, okay, so, you know, <laughs> figuratively speaking, right. You know, if you it's like, you know, nah, as long as you're making money, just eat that other shit. So, yeah, I mean, eat your you feelings. Know. Happiness. What's happiness? Well, now that's just an illusion. Happy. What? Yeah, you want to be happy? Aren't you happy that you have a roof over your head, <laughs> clothes on your back, and, 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 and food in your back belly? Back to like, these same damn. points. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I agree with that 100%. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. And again, I'm not dogging that generation. I think they're amazing. No. We just, you know, see some anomalies that we just like to we just like to discuss them from time to time. So what yeah. do you think? Do your parents, have your parents had those same anomalies that, you know, they... They just didn't talk about certain things, certain things that just bad juju or or certain things that just we don't discuss or certain things just, you know, they have this plan for your life and and that's it. And uh, we would like to hear from you. What do you think about that? Tanisha B., how can they reach us? You can reach us at our website, CombatDivasPodcast.net. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Combat Divas Podcast and Twitter at Combat Divas Pod 1 for all of the updated information on our book, be sure to sign up for our newsletter to stay current on special deals and updates. Combat Divas, stomp your left, right, left. Combat Divas.